Hello, Mother Rogues, Father Rogues, and fellow local and long-distance non-residential parents. This is Chris Miller, your handy-dandy Mother Rogue, coming to you from my sewing room. That's kind of a misnomer these days. My sewing room um, actually is my home office. So, and I do quite a lot of work from here, both for uh, the best life safety sales force in the country, or in the life safety industry and the country, and my own clients as a freelancer. But I do sew on this, and in fact, one of the quilts I made, one of the very first ones, is uh, at my son's house because it's weighted. And when he was up here in uh, August, I asked him if he used it. I asked him if he wanted to take it with him, and he said, sure. So I sent a big, huge weighted quilt down, um, built for a oversized king-size bed, uh, down to my son for his twin size bed. And that goes over the quilt that I made him. The second quilt I made at the sewing desk, which was a Star Wars quilt I made for him one Christmas. As a matter of fact, I'm waiting for him to land at a home and then, um, well not land, but to get word that there's a space open up where he's going to be living, um, residential, and then I'll make a new quilt for him. So I'll take him with me this time, go shopping for the materials for it. And by the way, I'm sure that you all have these conversations with yourself where you constantly think about your child and you make plans and you just do what I did. Stream of consciousness. Oh, Joey needs this, this, and this, and I'll take care of it this, this, and this way. So if you're listening to this podcast, then you do do those things things. And even if you aren't listening, maybe you know somebody who does, who's a non-residential parent, give yourselves a big pat on the back for doing that. Please remember that there are local and residential custodians who don't do nearly what you do for your kids. But today I want to talk about the PTA problem. Now I love parent-teacher associations. And when I lived in state, I did volunteer for stuff at my son's school periodically. And I know he did enjoy it when I did. I always feel awkward because I don't live in the town, even though my school, my son goes to school there, actually joining a, a PTA. And in Massachusetts, with my child going to school in New Jersey, it's virtually impossible for me to, to be a part of any type of organization like that. But let's talk about your local PTA and those local parents that you meet in your hometown, which may be different from your sons or daughters, at casual events or volunteer things that you do or the playground when you bring your child there. I remember um, the year that my, son, my ex and I stopped throwing uh, joint birthday parties for my son and he and his wife threw a party at you know a destination party like they went to they went someplace and they you know did something um, and I was not included and I ran into a parent who knew my kid on the playground he was about five six maybe seven at the time and I had to identify myself as the biological mother as his mother not the babysitter because that's what the parent thought I was. And she thought, oh, because I didn't see you at the birthday party. We choose our battles. 
I am not going to argue if my ex-husband wants to exclude me from something because that argument's just going to go right back to my kid. There was a time when I did. I don't anymore. And if you are newly divorced, let it go. Do what I did instead before I move on to the rest of this. Every birthday uh, when I see my son, either the weekend before or the weekend after or on the day, which does happen, I have a separate party for him. Um, it's not a party with kids. It's, but it is everything else I have. We go to party city. We pick out streamers. We pick out, um, a tablecloth and decorations. We have, uh, favors, the whole nine yards. It's with my parents and his aunt and uncle who live in state. Um, and I always, as a courtesy, invite the ex over too. And he always says, no, that, that would be too awkward. But so I just have my own party, basically. Um, and any friends that Joey may have. I have friends in state and people that have known Joey since he was a baby. So, um, and for the record, that party was that where that I ran into the parent and she thought I was the the babysitter. That was within the first couple of years of our divorce. And my... Um, ex-husband and I had our moments back then more, more, more moments than usual. So that was to be expected. And it was also everybody's temperature tempers were running hot. So you couldn't have four sets of grandparents in the same room, um, or me with my ex's parents. And Hey, that's okay too. I happen to like my ex-mother-in-law. She's pretty cool actually. Um, but Anyway, and I'm very grateful for all she does for my son. So, but, you know, I ran into the same PTA conundrum again when I was sitting at the library the other day and we had our, I'm a member of the, the fundraising arm of that, the Friends of the Library. And I absolutely love my local library. I really do. I can go there and it's that one place where I just, fit in where it doesn't matter that I'm non-residential parent. Um, it doesn't matter that my son doesn't live with me. I can just go, I can get lost in the shelves. I can sink into the leather seats that we, that they have in the magazine area. I can browse the, the bookshelves. I can get lost in the nonfiction section. And then I just go check out my books and I, the librarians are amazing and that's it. Um, and when I have my kiddo with me, they're like, oh, hi. And so I love the library. It's almost like that non-residential parent sanctuary. Um, maybe because everybody has to be quiet, but um, either way. And people are friendly. You are expected to end up in a library without a child on occasion. You're there to pick up a book. You're there to browse. You're there to grab 10 minutes of mom time. So nobody bats an eye. What happens, however, when you volunteer for anything in a town that you live in where your non-residential parent and your son doesn't or daughter doesn't live with you is that you end up with a lot of parents who grew up to, with their kids together. So um, their kids have gone through preschool and elementary school, middle school and high school all together. And they have seen each other repeatedly over the years at school functions 
in the parking lot at PTA meetings. You have it. I have it. So when you go to community functions, when you volunteer at your local library, and I absolutely encourage you to do this, it's, again, that one place where I feel accepted for just who I am, and it's great, until that one moment where that one mom who's sitting there volunteering with you says hello to another mom, and they start having a conversation about because they know each other and you feel excluded. And then you have to awkwardly explain that your child doesn't live with you. Um, where does he, because the next obvious question is always, where does he go to, where do they go to school? And you're like, uh, that's the hard part. And it's really funny folks. You know what? I'm technically, there is no custody between me and my ex-husband anymore. Um, we're, we're co-legal guardians. My son was classified as um, intellectually disabled uh, because due, because autism in um, on his 18th birthday. So occasionally I do revel in the luxury of saying my son is 18 and he go, lives with his dad and goes to school in New Jersey and let people draw their own conclusions. Um, and when they ask, oh, where does he go to school? I say he goes to school for special needs kids he has autism. Not that I even need to explain it that far, but occasionally I do just revel in that. I've been doing that for six months now. It's glorious. But, you know, prior to that six months, for, for almost 14 years prior, I was sitting there saying, I was sitting there doing the stammer, stammer, stare, stare, feel awkward, not have anything in common with these women, um, and assume possibly you know, incorrectly that they were judging me because, oh my God, you know, you don't live with your kid. Um, and that's tough. That is really a tough thing. So I love the PTA and I love the local library and I love my community and I love volunteering in it, but there's always a part of me that draws back just a little bit because I know that somewhere along the way, whether even if I don't explain, I'm going to get called not, I'm going to feel like I'm being called on the carpet because I'm not going to have anything in common with these soccer moms. Uh, no offense. I was one. I attended all of my son's soccer practices, even when I was divorced and all, all of his baseball games and basketball games. Um, but I'm going to get called on the carpet because I'm going to feel like I am and I'm going to feel like I'm being judged because my child doesn't live with me. And at the very least, I'm going to end up feeling left out. And it's hard. You want to make friends. You, you want to be out there in the community, but you also almost, and to, to deny that you have a, a kid, to deny that you're a mom or a dad, if you're a mom or a dad is like, you know, to, to voluntarily stop breathing and deny yourself air or to make your heart stop beating and deny yourself, your brain, oxygen and blood. Um, you can't do it. Believe me, I've tried, uh, my interview for the job I have now. I wasn't going to say anything about having a, a son. 
and much less having a long distance, you know, this, that this would be a long distance, um, parenting arrangement. I couldn't. Yeah. I had to tell my boss right up front. Yep. I've got a kid. So how do you handle these situations? First of all, let me take a break before I start hacking because we all know I'm going to do that in about three seconds because I've been talking for a whole 12 minutes. Be right back. I'm back. Did you miss me? I'm sitting here staring meaningfully at a write-up for work and I'm, I love what I do. I really do. So getting back to the PTA, um, there are a couple of ways that you can handle those awkward moments with those parents who have, their kids have known each other for forever and a day and they've known each other for forever and a day and they have all of this common ground that you do not have because you have not been at ground, you're not at ground zero. And one of the ways that we can do this is you can say, uh, I'm divorced. We, my ex and I share custody. It's my weekend and you can leave it at that. Um, if someone, you know, comes up to you on the playground and says, um, oh, hey, I didn't see you at this or that. You can say, well, you know, I had to work. Um, you can be bold and, you know, do your part for ending the stigma. Although I don't encourage that. It's your call. It's your life. And say, I'm a non-residential mom. That one doesn't so much go for the dads. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, by the way. Um, I wish I knew why this file was not open. Uh... So you can, you can do it that way, or you can just say point blank, uh, my son goes to school out of district. There are a lot of parents who don't, for whatever reason, care for whether, you know, my son has autism. My son actually has out of district placement, but, um, there are a lot of parents out there who forever, whatever reason, opt not to send their children to school at the local high school and will instead make arrangements to send them to a private school, um, or, uh, you know, a a different school district altogether. So this is also an option to you. You can, you can definitely go that way and say, Hey, look, you know, he goes to school out of district. Um, and nothing, there is no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong answer. Um, I don't know the rules about having to live in a town to join the PTA, but I am sure that if your child goes to school, um, in a particular area, in a particular district, you are more than welcome to join that district's PTA. And that just gets you out of it all together. Um, so there's also that approach. There are... But the main thing is that you, as, as the parent, don't feel awkward. Don't let yourself feel bad because your marriage or your partnership didn't work out 
and you don't live with your child anymore. We feel as awkward as we allow ourselves to feel. And you don't need to feel awkward. You do the best you can. Sometimes the best you can. You do the best you can for your kids. That's the commitment. And sometimes the best you can for yourself. And more importantly, sometimes the best you can for your kids. Is actually to let that residential custody go. Um, No child should have to choose. And I just think it's insane that for my perspective that uh, someone who opted to have a child would ask them to choose. Now asking that child to choose whether or not he wants to go down to the shore with his with his aunt with his aunt or come hang out with you, that's a different choice. Then you just tell him, hey look, it's okay if you want to go down to the shore. I get it. But asking them which of uh, which parent they want to live with, that is an impossible choice and no child should have to ever make it. But so, but you don't have to feel awkward if you made the choice to let your child live with your, uh, with your fearless co-parent. You, you don't because that child comes first. So, and you don't have to stammer about it and you are as free, you, you have every right to feel awkward no matter how many of your people in your support system say, no, you're just as good a parent as that other, you know, as Sally Mae um, or whoever on the playground, you also have a right not to feel awkward. And you shouldn't because you are just as good. But like I said, just because you don't have residential custody doesn't mean that you can't be there and, and be involved in your son's school and participate. So join the PTA, get to know those moms. Um, They'll get to know you and they will accept you exactly as who you are because maybe not right away, but eventually they will come to see that you are every bit of mom or dad as they are. And definitely support your local library and volunteer for those book sales. They're fun and you get to meet a lot of people. This is the Mother Rogue signing off. As always, if you know where to find me, Christina, MR68 at readactively.org, no H in Christina, or because-autism.blog, that's the Mother Rogue's blog, um, and the URL, by the way, will be changing eventually to just plain old the Mother Rogue, but I have 32 more days until I can do that. In the meantime, you're all great parents. Give yourselves all a, cl- a pat on the back and a round of applause. And I will see you on the flip side. This is the Mother Rogue signing off.